adventurers. I am your co-host, Michael Tomorrow, and my pronouns are him. With me this week, Tim Lane. Hey, everybody. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. My pronouns are he, him. Mike Bachman. Hey, my pronouns are he, him. I thought last week was the last one. Why are we here? (laughs) (laughs) What am I doing here? Uh, Jennifer Chi. Hi, everyone. My pronouns are she, her. Uh, Nika Hauer. Hello. Uh, My pronouns are also she, her. Uh, So, yeah, this is our sort of uh, loose cast retrospective where the loosest (laughs) cast in all of D&D, where we sort of talk about I don't know. Just the, the 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 you know accomplishment that we had, what it meant to us. A retrospective, retrospective, of the past funny nine stories. fucking years, man. Uh, all those fun things. But first, we gotta give away some die-hard dice. That's right. What? We have to. We have to. Well, I guess we don't have to. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. We don't technically have to. Every single week on Twitch.tv. Slash Geekly Inc. or Geekly Geekly. Okay, we gotta change the fucking name. Geekly Gunk. Geekly Inc.com slash Twitch, the official URL of DD Podcast. Well, no, that's that's dndpodcast.com, which doesn't go anywhere right now because we turned it off. Where does rank farts go these days? Oh. Uh, Geekly Inc.com. Yeah. Maybe I'll change uh, it. Just like homegrown sense of Homegrown Simpson stuff. Oh, that goes to Geek yes. League too. That's what everybody wants. That's so funny. Uh, I don't know what's happening anymore, but yeah, we give away uh, a code for dice where you're able to fill your card up with a handful of specific numbers of dice, shake up that dice, and enter the offer code. Dragons! Exclamation point. Dragons! Exclamation point. So yeah, you can uh, do hashtag the end if you're in Twitch right now, or come hang out on our Twitch stream. And you two could mm-hmm. maybe win. But since you won't win because of the number of people in the Twitch streams. But you might. But you might. You can go Sometimes to- you win and then you don't actually win. So it's all a lie. Yeah. Oh, wow. But 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 it's a fun time to go. Yeah. yeah. Because you see the stuff that gets cut out. So sometimes you see little, you know, little jewels. Like yeah, the first like seven this. times we tried to intro the podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can go to dieharddice.com, enter in the offer code DRAGONS, exclamation mark and get 15% off your order. Uh, we get a little kissy of that. So hashtag ad. All right. Who wins? Mariasi. Mariasi, congratulations. You win your very own code for a full a pillowcases worth of dice. Maybe. That's on you. Very small pillowcases. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, a dice bag. A dice bag. It's a dice bag. Congrats. Woo. You win. Now you can never say. I never win anything. That's right. Yeah. That's true. If you do say, I'll find you. I have your phone number, like, probably. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> if you left a voicemail at Dad Milk Biz, my mom used to work for the police department. <laughs> She'll find you. And now she, she's a nanny. <laughs> <laughs> and an actress. And an actress. <laughs> and a pundit for and a pundit TMZ. For <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much again for. Uh, entering in the uh, sweepstakes uh, to win the dice. And thank you so much, everyone, that came to Twitch in order to do it. But let's get into the retrospective. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess for starters, Michael, wasn't that wild? That was crazy. (laughs) Wasn't that crazy? Do you remember our campaign that lasted nine years? (laughs) We went from level one 
to level 20, sort of. So yeah. Level 1 to like 13 or 14 to level 8 or something, then to 20. Something I like that. I didn't even remember, remember that we did that. Like yeah. <laughs> We did the math. We should have just kept the the numeric value of our levels when we moved over. <laughs> and it exactly. would have felt so <laughs> great. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right, because 5th edition is like a lower power thing. So the fact that we went from like 14 to 8, which was like mathematically the same, wasn't. I was like, storm sorcerers not only don't exist, they fucking suck. <laughs> I feel like we've kind of had to deal with that several times throughout. Like, oh, this thing is actually not good. Maybe I'm just talking about me you, playing a ranger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just did because it sounded cool. And then everyone online I was like, was like I you know that was broken, right? <laughs> And I was like, and then it's like, oh, maybe you could try the the Unearthed Arcana one. And, Which I did. And I was like, maybe do this other one because it's, it's probably easier. Like, no, this one sounds better. I'm like, okay. I messed up. <laughs> in, re- in retrospect. I told, I wanted you to be a dex fighter. Oh, uh, well, yeah, because I do. It, it is funny, like, looking back at it now. Like, I love Rowan as a character, but yeah, Ranger was tough for me to play. Well, no one no one offered to make you that spreadsheet. I, so. that's, that's what I'm saying. It's tough for me because I'm not good at, like, doing anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Accepting help from mm, people. Yeah. Or also understanding my own character. Carving out time to. Carving out time to, like, think about it. Exactly. So. We've gotten like a bunch of people saying like, oh, it's such a great accomplishment. And like, you know, that's wow. That's amazing. And it occurred to me that I don't know if I was just being dumb or naive or whatever, but I don't think it ever occurred to me that we might not make yeah. it to the end. Oh, yeah. Like I never doubted for a second that. Yeah, no. I feel like uh, we have a, a puppy's stupidity when it comes to certain things. <laughs> I think uh, yeah. And you know, seeing everyone quit their shows constantly, and I was like, "Huh? Well, you, well, I mean, we we have, you have to have the perfect setup. You have to have two hyper anxiety doers that are on different, you know, poles of the anxiety. Uh, and, and you know, you, you got to have the the idea guy. You got to have the zany one. You got to have the actual type A." Uh, uh, mm. that gets shit done. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a delicious little, um, uh, warm casserole. Yeah. I mean, I think that, and we've said this a million times, I feel like, but I think that so much of our show and like why it's successful was just kind of by chance in a way is uh-huh. like, I, oh, yeah. you know, we just happen, our personalities work well together long haul. Yeah. Like Bachman like, wouldn't even admit that we met before. Uh, <laughs> I, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we didn't you. shake hands, but we were around each other. <laughs> we did not formally meet. You did not <laughs> go to my father that is and true. ask if you could beat me. I was like, yeah, we kind of met vaguely at, at PAX East. Like, no, we didn't. You weren't there. I was like, yes, I was. We, we went to the, the burrito place. Like, I don't know if you were there. Oh, I was goodness. like, I remember the burritos. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you probably remember Nick, right? He's super tall. I don't think he was there. Like, Just burritos. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, that's we've said it before about the community and the show. It's like, sure, obviously we're doing something because mm-hmm. obviously, but a lot, so much of the quote unquote success is just like, oops, we're good at it, or oops, it worked out, or oops, <laughs> uh, timing, right? You know? I, I mean, cause I think it was. I think it was a combo of, of timing and like our 
personalities meshing right well yeah like and like yeah. our what we wanted for rp yeah 50 percent of the cast uh for part of the the first and second year um having the i don't want to disappoint people gene <laughs> right uh me, meant that we still uh, uh trudged along uh, we never really went through that many no. bad spots you know but, um yeah. But just like the, it is funny, like thinking back. I mean, nine years is a really funny long time. It's incredible. Like, yeah. Or Too even long. like not just like nine years, but like whenever we start because Nika, because it's, it's what like six, like it's seven and a half for years yeah. similar. But like it's just funny for me to like look back and think of myself, and I'm like, I was an entirely different person when mm-hmm. we started this yeah. podcast. Yeah, we look like babies. We look like babies. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How many draft characters do I have in D&D Beyond? <laughs> Zero. I, I set everything once. I just click randomly. Whatever I land on, that's it. There's no do-overs. You got to have your wild card. I think there's a, a <laughs> fundamental misunderstanding of Bachman characters. <laughs> oh, well, there definitely is. Oh, there definitely is. Oh, oh there definitely is. <laughs> there definitely is. Um, so, yeah, Michael, that's, that's, that's what most people want to, to know about. Like, what was your sort of vibe going into it? I mean, everyone knows about, like, oh, we've mentioned before the whole... Uh, you wanted it to be a little more gritty for the the kingdom mm. founded on this, but like, what was mm. your what was sort of the 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 outline, and then how did the outline change, and then how did it change, and how did it change, mm. and how did it change? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's too much. It's too much. I can't I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, like when I started, I, I thought you know, I, I 
thought it would be more into because we originally we were did a game. Me, Tim, and Jennifer were doing a Game of Thrones right, podcast with our right. buddy, buddy Nick Bristow, yeah. and um, and so I kind of was like, oh, maybe the vibe will be a little more Game of Thrones, right? Like dramatic and pure chaos, yeah. um, because I hadn't. Despite the fact that I had obsessed about D&D my entire life, I never, ever actually played a real game that lasted more than, you know, a couple weeks. Yeah. There was a lot of learning what D&D is. And um, I've learned that it's just a bunch of goofballs <laughs> doing dumb shit. Yes. That's all it Which is. Which is great. That's all it is. Yeah. You just have to make fart noises and roll a dice. And that's pretty much what D&D is. And that's, that's, so, and that's how you, that's so beautiful. Yeah, it's so beautiful. You just, uh, <laughs> uh, so let's talk about villains though. Um, um, how soon was Finnegan born in your mind, mm. Michael? Finnegan? Um, fairly early on. I think, I think that was the, that was the plan from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I tra- dropped like one little hint, like someone's, family was killed by an orange haired or orange demons or <laughs> yeah. you know, something like that something like yeah. that um i mean I, I do remember like sometimes early on where it, it was like maybe a misunderstanding at how deeply um players listen to you and also mm. uh, maybe not just listening but like in a ability to know what's like bolded, you know? Well, right. Cause that is the thing that's hard about it is like, you don't know what things are just like, you know, random, like you made up on the moment and what right. things are like really hooks. So I feel like that, that's why I always mm. get stressed with the concept of being a DM. Cause it seems so hard. Cause you just don't know how people are going to interpret what info you put out there. Right. And then you have to, you know, just work with what, however they respond to it. And, it's like never goes exactly the way you expect it to go. So one of the reasons we're taking a break um, before the next campaign, uh, which is just, I think it'll start in January. I think that's that feels good. I think I've mapped Whoa. it out. Wow. It'll start in January. So about like eight to 10 episodes or whatever. You all could, have, you all could have taken a path at the end there where you did go and kill all the gods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like that could have been a, a valid ending. And then the next campaign would have been, like, I don't know, clerics would be like illegal. Yeah, or yeah. Oh, shit, then, yeah. You know, that was like a thing that I was seriously thinking about. Yeah. Because like, we thinking we about would, like, what do I do if, they, if these <laughs> these crazy people decide right. to do this? Because when we get together at whatever, 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 we would be like, you probably shouldn't <laughs> think of your characters if you don't know where it's going to end. I'm like, okay, shut up. <laughs> and then we would do it. Uh, uh, but yeah, I know that's a good point of like, you know, where or even then, like, are we gonna go fight Vecna? Is that another four episodes? Is that mm, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No. How did how did you how did you foresee that third arc from the beginning though? Of of because that that one felt very like not felt very like planned as in like you need the the mm. six MacGuffins right right yeah yeah so I I mapped it out pretty hard um more like the big bullets yeah. right like the there's going to be this, you're going to go to each of these because I really wanted you all to explore the planes. Like mm-hmm. I thought that would be fun and interesting going to different places. It was, I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. So that was like part of it. And, um, and like it is, if we had the angel of death's demonomicon <laughs> somewhere, it does like, I, I think I wrote a lot of what I intended in there. Oh yeah. Um, Anything yeah, spicy yeah. that mysterious, the, the folks at home want to hear. I put in the Eckhart stuff, <gasps> or not Eckhart, but I did put in 
I didn't know who Eckhart was at the mm-hmm. time, but I did put in that it was going to be uh, Trant coming back. Got it. Ooh. Wow. That's so long ago. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was a million years yeah. ago. Yeah, I guess actually I have a question for you, Michael. Like, was there any like hook that you think would have been fun that we never like went down the trail of that you think could have been interesting? Um I think you guys <laughs> you guys explored pretty thoroughly. <laughs> yeah, we, we well like that the, is the thing. I feel like, like yeah, our our uh <laughs> instinct as a crew is to like really dig into Get down well, you fucking kill us all the time if we don't do what you want you fucking blow our heads off yeah. <laughs> I know I'm a monster why did you stop telling us what all the doors were made out of <laughs> you stopped yeah, asking what the hell? I mean, I, at cer- after a certain point it's just assume I want to know what the doors are made out of it's oak we want to know what the doors are made of we want to know what the street name is yes yeah. and that's it <laughs> that's all we care about <laughs> You did describe the door at the game you played on, on Saturday, and I, I respected it. I did. Ooh, yeah. Look at him. Did. Look at him go. Tell us what the doors were. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely interesting uh, uh, when you uh, take a, a little bit of an idea clay and you mold mm. it into a, a character. I guess I want to hear from you know, everyone that played characters, mm. um, not you, Michael, just give me a break. Cause you, like, again, we're just always gonna be like, Hey, what, what'd you want? What, what were the secrets? What was that like? <laughs> what was crazy? What would we not do? Right. Um, what, yeah. What was like the most surprising thing for y'all about playing various characters, whether it was surprising to you because you didn't go into it mm. or surprising how different it was or, or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I think that I, like when I'm making characters, like, and I think I've talked about this before, like I always like sort of pick things I like from existing characters as like, I don't know, a base to use. And I'm always surprised with how different they end up mm-hmm. <laughs> than my like base idea. Because when I think about Rowan, my base idea was stealing from Victor from your eyes, which is like not actually at all. <laughs> Rowan is like not like that at all. That's so funny. But but that mm. but that's why like I think the way my brain works at least is like I just find a character concept that I like. Yeah. And I know that when it's like filtered through my brain, it's going to turn out different. It's never going to be like exactly the same match. But uh, yeah, that's, that's how I think about that. Mm -hmm. I feel like my characters always start as one thing. Usually like that as Jennifer, like I pick out something, I try to make a character and then fit like the rest of the details to it. But then I feel like with Jayla and with Lonnie, like, each of them morphed into like being really representative of like things I needed to hear at the time. Oh, a, <laughs> a thousand percent. It's like actually kind of embarrassing, like the extent to which like myself comes out. <laughs> the oh my tears. God, yeah. No, I mean, people like joke about it. Like, how oh, much is it? Like, come on, man. Like, duh, obviously. Yeah, no, yeah. it really is. It's though. a multiplicity version of you, right? It's like, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's not like, like which character. A- it's like some aspect of Right. Yourself. It's like, which character is more you? That you need to like, like well, I don't know. Get out yeah. and everything. Deal yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like it is, it's like weird, like <laughs> podcast therapy. <laughs> For nine years. Right. It would, that was so clear whenever we would do like a vacation thing. <laughs> oh or my God. Like yeah. Like wish fulfillment. Damn. But like also I think just being able to play a character and like really like drill down into like a specific like character aspect of them was very satisfying mm-hmm. to me. Like I think 
playing Rowan, like being able to really lean into the like dirtbagness of it was like good for me. Right. Because I think we, we've talked about it before, like with all of our first characters, um, you know, were, were relatively one note. Right. Um, and to some extent, besides Tom, were, um, I don't know, like more or less just us. Right. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. I guess I mean I shouldn't speak for you, Bachman. I mean, maybe Tom was, you know, just <laughs> is Tom is Tom a representation of of the Bachman inside? I like pretty like I'm I'm not sure the best way to say this, but I, I like pretty frequently experience you know like the call to the void, like the, just that like oh, yeah. what's the yeah, yeah, worst yeah. thing I could possibly do or yeah. say at this moment? <laughs> yeah, and just like that that's been a hundred percent what all my characters have been for me it's just that release <laughs> that's really that's real that's really that's interesting sounds like you're doing the same thing that we are doing but opposite yeah uh, it's like working through a part of yourself or something that is uh, a quote-unquote feeling uh but you're going sicko mode and i respect that well it's like i think like there's a you know like being like ADHD is like a huge part of my mm-hmm. brain where it's like constantly just making like connection connections to like maybe things that we're talking about, but like, but aren't really relevant to anybody else that I'm yeah. talking to. No, like, and like I got your brain what do you is do like doing these like jumps, these like leaps to things, yeah. which is yeah. like very exciting because you're like, oh, like I'm firing on like all of my cylinders, but yeah, it doesn't always. Like if people are not on the same like for creativity, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Because like that's that's where inspiration comes from. But just like in just a normal conversation with somebody else, it's like, uh, I got to I got to do something with this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. totally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, how how do you think that sort of like came about with some of the characters you played, though, Bachman? Or like, um, was there anything that you wanted to do from playing, you know, all your characters together um, down the road? I I love to hear your thoughts on like, cause you for real wants wanted Scud to have a redemption arc like that. I don't think that was a goose. Well, a jet. jet, jet, jet. Sorry, jet. Oh my God. Wow. Scud, Scud did some bad What's thing. wrong with Scud? Why does he need Scud's own? Oh, Damn. Which Scud, Scud is, up, Scud is problematic. Scud's never coming back. Yeah. And no, in the just... end, I think it's Steve that needed a redemption arc, but that's neither here nor there. I mean. Uh, so he won't give my bad character redemption arc. I'm going to make my good character bad. Bad, so take you. that. <laughs> You cho- you went you went out of your way to choose to make uh, Jet bad a bad boy yeah. who yeah. turned on you know the rest of the crew. I I wanted to say I honestly like it's not that like I have like love for Jet or I thought or I thought that like Jet shouldn't be killed or deserve <laughs> to die, but <laughs> what, I I think he had been he had been so bad that what if I could. <laughs> so you you have to try. <laughs> Why <Right in>. is <laughs> so a, a classic uh, a, a light trolling uh, in order to redeem the bad man? Yeah, I mean it's it's not about how make you know giving anybody else grief, but more about you know s- testing the limits of my power, which turns out was very limited. Like like <laughs> like you just thinking like could I do this? Like could mm-hmm. I make this character be likable? And I Mark and I totally feel you because I I love. I mean, I love villains and, I, and there's nothing I love more than a villain who becomes like sympathetic and people like them. Like, yeah, they have some mm. good points. I don't know. That's just I, I think it's a fun thing to play around with. Yeah, it's definitely hard because 
you don't want to accidentally miss any quote unquote pathos or whatever. Right. And sand all the edges off your characters right. and, and yeah. reduce their flaws and things like that. I mean, Jet was just doing what Jet needed to do. You know what I'm saying? And, and if he had to murder an entire realm to do it, he, you know, <laughs> is that so bad? You. Jet, but Jet had Jet had a statue of his dad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> that is so true. It really does make you think. I mean, you gotta you gotta weigh those scales. Yeah. yeah. I so we're not it's not, we're not doing like questions from the chat necessarily, but uh is it post post sing? Post sing postmates. Um postmates, postmates. <laughs> uh asked uh what the actual secret of Daisy was that we never explored. What? And I don't know if you you all remember that like uh, I think Tom had a, a yeah. scroll to talk, yeah. to, speak to animals, and like there was the whole. He had a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> there was the whole, uh, you know, and then I think you know some. I think Tim, you were like, if Daisy's magic, I'm gonna quit. Yeah. <laughs> and, like that was more of a complicated situation, but yeah. And for for that one, I definitely will say I I had no thoughts about that at all <laughs> i had zero right because that was let's just say it was none of our ideas that daisy was magic um and it didn't really feel like a it, super interesting realm to go down and but her becoming magic was interesting it, yeah and it was also funny to just constantly tease it and never do anything with yeah it. right that's funny and, i mean i did forget about the scroll that wasn't like a long time <laughs> And that that doesn't mean that Ma that Daisy like I'm not saying Daisy wasn't magic. I'm just saying I didn't. That wasn't a thing that I decided. You know that was right, like, right, right. Yeah. If it comes up, then we'll just figure it out. Right. Yeah. If if somebody actually pulls the trigger on the scroll thing, I'll just have to figure. But it wasn't out. like you had to... like some plot hook with Daisy. Yeah. That no, never yeah. got <laughs> right because Daisy was just there, right, to help us get from point A to point B. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. is there a Wagon? Uh, yeah. It's oh, not like <laughs> it's not like there was always a wagon. There was always a daisy. You know, there was m no wagon. Oh, there is a wagon mm -hmm. now. Is there a donkey? Sure. Was we either named the da donkey Daisy or whatever. But you know, that's the that's the uh, the beauty of games like D and D's. You make everything up on the spot. You know, it's a community. Yeah. It's a, a communal storytelling. Yeah, it's cooperative. Thing. It's way more fun that way, honestly. Like everyone's geniuses in the show, but I do think sometimes the audience misses that fact a lot, right? Of like, yeah, you know, we're just doing it all the fly, right? Thinking yeah. it's like over, not scripted, but um, maybe over planned or over this and over that. I think so the, it, that's hard to kind of know. It, it is funny because I do feel like sometimes people would be like, oh, well, you said this in this episode, but in this earlier episode, you said this other thing. It's like, yeah, we forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're both true now. It's okay. Improving. It's like, yeah, you just, I don't know. And that's the thing too with improv is like, you just kind of say what comes out of your mouth and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work as well. <laughs> you just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And like having, you know, we don't have like a story Bible. We don't no. have like a script no. to follow. It's just. I mean, you do, but yeah. Uh, but we don't. <laughs> yeah. He won't let us look at it. He's, uh, he has this so huge, mean. Like the wiki, the wiki was helpful. <laughs> That's very true. I use the wiki a lot. With a lot of that. Thank you, Mr. Red. It's just, it's so much. Like, there's no way we get together once a week. Yeah. For a few hours. Yeah. Over nine years, there's just no, like, no human being could keep all that in their brain. And I think, too, it's like when you're, I don't know, when you're performing, like, live, like, doing, figuring things out as they come, like, 
when we joke about podcast amnesia, but I think there is, it's like you, you can't be thinking about so many things at the same time. You right. just kind of got to go with it. Right. It's so much easier for, to say. forget what you said. Right. It's much easier to say something than it is to remember. Exactly. Everything you yes. said, uh, which is really hard to kind of uh, uh, roll with. Um, but yeah, you know, it's. Especially when you're just making a shit up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the hardest part is like finding some sort of internal consistency when it's like, okay, this day, this felt fun and incorrect. And maybe it was fun and correct, but like, you know, three months down the road, it maybe, it maybe wasn't, you know? And I, I guess actually kind of like a little bit on this topic, I, I feel like most of us in this group didn't really play D&D or like any sort of RPG much before we started the podcast. But Nika, I feel like you did before you started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd be really interested to hear like what your experience was like in those other games versus like this, like where, like, was it a similar, I don't know. I, I just am curious what your experience was with that. So I basically played in the games that like Michael wanted Every game I played was gritty, mm. like a high fantasy game was like, <laughs> ooh, you could like go and you you could like get resurrection and stuff like that. But it was just like, I don't know, our, our everything was out to kill us. Our DM mm. was just like really hard on it. It was literally just the players versus the DM. It wasn't a story. So you were really like fighting against each other yeah. in a way. And so it was always, you know, you're not friends with the DM. You don't want to like tell secrets or make plans or everything. So that's why like I think whenever um. I came in, I, one of the reasons why I asked a lot of questions about things was just because I was so like cautious. I was like, Michael's yeah. going to try to screw us over somehow. Like there's some little thing that's like, <laughs> waiting and I know it's going to happen. It's like, that is a thing that like, that does kind of happen, but you need to get the like right amount of it. Because, right. Like you, yeah. The whole thing is, is like you have a playful, like antagonistic. Right. Right. You don't want to see the scene. You don't want it to be like really like we are fighting each other. Right. Yeah. And that's like, you got to play that up too. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's a fun that's a fun it is fun it's like, fun to be like michael you look happy i'm mad <laughs> yeah <laughs> ha, ha, ha. but like every time i asked you for your hit points it wasn't because i was trying to kill it wasn't like so i could kill you right. so that i wouldn't accidentally kill you like literally that would be the only time i would care yeah <laughs> whereas like yeah. literally my dm would be like oh you have that many like i would never answer because he would then like yeah, magically you would have crits and stuff like that Who, who's to say i can understand how like for certain people that would be the game. Like you really are. It's like yeah. more of a strategy thing. Like you're fighting against each other, but yeah. obviously with a podcast, like story is the point. Right. The characters yeah. are the point. Right. So, I, and yeah, I never felt like Michael, I always felt like you were, it was always like in that fun, like competition, like, oh, yeah. like you got to make it hard for us. But like, we're always like, I, it was always like for the sake of having fun. Yeah. But then it's also that, it's also that balance between like, like how how much do i do i like you have to have have that constant fight with yourself of like between being like oh do i have plot armor or like right yes (laughs) how much plot armor do i have i've I've wanted for a long time i've wanted one of us to just die a natural like unplanned death in combat Mm. just to just to know that it's possible you know what i mean like i think i think it i think it is but it's like it's a hard it's a hard it's just harder to do on a podcast you have to be really brave michael i don't know (laughs) i don't feel like michael would stop if some i feel like michael would do it but like yeah he's a big p word is what i hear no but then we just like (laughs) then you know there would be a conversation and 
I don't know. Right. I feel like it could happen. I don't feel like Michael would ever kill us for good without being like, yo, are you okay with this? Yeah. Like, which <laughs> right. I appreciate. Yeah, I wouldn't. Because I wouldn't want to force you to stop playing a character you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a different dynamic. I appreciate that. Because I think there's a difference. It's like, I feel like there's characters that you're like, I would be okay if this happened. And there's characters like, I still mm. want to do something with this character. Right. So. And, and, yeah. and, you know, early on before D&D Beyond, there was a non-zero chance that if we had a two-part combat, people wouldn't remember what their HP or spell slots or <laughs> anything yeah. was. Yeah. So it there so for like until we switched to five E until we started doing D and D Beyond, it, the, combat was um, somewhat of a struggle um, mm -hmm. because um, no one plays D and D. Most people don't. Not like. Apparently, most people don't play D&D &D the way D&D &D was designed with mm. like fucking seven encounters a day or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And even, you know, more un, uh, more against what D&D &D is designed to do is do a one hour ish podcast, even if like it's only 40 minutes of actual D&D. &D, right. Um, that that kind of goes against the, the vibe of it. So it's definitely, you know, even in if it was like a two hour, there'd be so much more chances for us to get murdered right mm -hmm. but um i don't think that's a bad thing right i just think it's a different it's a completely different problem mm -hmm. uh that you have to deal with in a completely different set of hurdles i definitely think with technology it's a lot better where you know um i i i think it took us a really long time to to lock in why combat was fun and mm -hmm. and how to make it Enjoy, just as enjoyable as a funny episode, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, I still think right. we, that's probably a, a, a way we can grow, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I think that, I, you know, um, there's some like RPE things that we could do more in battle. But, you know, that's, that's there. you always want to grow a little bit. But. I almost feel like the uh, the combat is almost like the mini game in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It. Like it's like a mm. side thing that, yeah, that you do have to like, I don't know, like, make it cool like right. that's why I, I do enjoy and you've got all these cool things to do yeah you want to use them it's like you want to do yeah them. it's fun like that's i always every time you guys leveled up i always would throw a monster at you right away <laughs> yeah you got to you gotta try your new stuff out just so you could try out yeah shit. it's fun the chat does bring up two times that uh, a character accidentally died and that would be harper and bananas foster yeah, that's true. it's so true, that's true. <laughs> yeah Bana <laughs> bananas was a was an accident but like if if bananas didn't die there, bananas would have died five minutes later in a planned way. <laughs> I don't know. Accident. Yeah. He, he yeah. Regardless. yeah. Harper's the, the only Harper character. Was a, no, that wasn't guaranteed. Yeah, he yeah. was the only one that randomly yeah. died. Um, randomly, right? Even for well, us, that's the closest. Yeah, I don't even know if this has been like said really, but your whole thing was you, you had a thought. Well, you you say like what your thought was. What the, what was the other option other than him just dying? Oh, that he would lose his powers. Yeah. Um, yeah. and retire. And uh, mm -hmm. become king, right? And like be a good king. And I thought that that I think that is that would have been um, equally uh, bittersweet. I mm -hmm. like bittersweet endings, yeah. as you can see. Um, that's why I did that with Toby, right? Um, mm -hmm. I think dying was 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 the right call at the moment, and I you know I think that was one of the right calls as well. Um, was him, you know? And there's definitely a, a fee it's so weird, right? Because like. Even if something is the right call for us and we know it is, um, there's this little thing that gets in the side of your head. And, you know, some people are like, oh, it's doubt. Like, no, it's the audience. The audience will <laughs> uh, will tell you when you're wrong, um, um, even when one, you're not wrong. And when two, they are wrong um, and they'll disagree with each other. So it, it is a very difficult thing 
to sort of balance, right? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, if you want to listen to an extent, like if, I don't know, like if you're, everyone was like, this character makes me sad. I don't know. Like, right. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, there's I an think, extent to which it makes sense, right, but you do have to kind of just go with the character yourself. Right. But I think, I think out. for in this instance, it was like, well, if, if we don't go, if we don't like pay off what mm. it, we've been setting up here, then people are going to get mad mm. and say, you pull punches mm. when, you know, even if it was like hinted at, right. Which I think it was right. Cause you know, um, that's sort of like the vibe of like the, the, the quote unquote infusions yeah. that he had. Right. So, right. And we did that whole, like more serious little Nelson. bit right beforehand mm-hmm. and and we did have a conversation that it could go bad yeah um and it was like are you cool with that right and I that think. is true you know um we uh except for the uh, uh the angel of death right uh right, it, right. yeah that was a different situation whenever things get <laughs> uh scary it's definitely a conversation where michael will you know obviously not make it obvious that he he is uh um you know moving heaven and earth to protect us like we obviously joked about that for Ludra, and we still would do it if it came up um <laughs> but you know, but that being said we're not we weren't really a very risky party we right? really weren't we're like honestly. fairly risk averse mostly because i think sometimes people are not just, I don't know. I think sometimes in D&D people do the, my character's an idiot thing. And then, mm. you know, there's consequences. <laughs> uh, so, like, we didn't do a lot of that, which yeah. we could have. You know, we didn't split up as much as we could have. So Stay tuned for Fred's arc where my character will be an absolute idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. will make constant bad choices. This is going to be like revenge. She's going to take it out. <laughs> Like, what's happening? But you're taking it out <laughs> on Fred, so... Yeah. Like, we're coming out unscathed. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle, for sure. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, Bachman here. And hey, I get it. Erectile dysfunction is a sensitive topic. And it's difficult visiting a doctor to talk about it because if you go outside, everyone will see you're not hard. Thankfully, through hymns, you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. Answer a series of questions on their site, and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you for free. No insurance needed. The process is simple and online, so you can skip all the hard stuff. Save that for your pants. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash greetings. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash greetings for your personal ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash greetings. Let's get hard together. 
Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. My favorite spring takeaway, especially after doing taxes, is cleaning out my dang monthly bills that I don't need. When I do my taxes and I go through the lines, I'm like, I spent how much on an MMO I'm not playing? At the end of the month, where does all my dang money go? I can tell you right now that with Mint Mobile, my money is not wasted at all on wireless. I've lowered my wireless bill so cheap, so valuable with Mint Mobile. You know it. A couple years ago, Jennifer and I switched. Pfft, we haven't looked back. I, I, what else am I going to tell you? It just works. I did it. I switched. And I'll tell you what, whenever I go through my bank statements, that wireless bill, mwah, compared to what I was paying before, I scream in heavens and I, I do a dance. All right. I'll do a little dance. You should also say bye to your overpriced wireless plans. Get rid of those jaw-dropping bills, especially because Mint Mobile is here to rescue you. They have premium wireless plans that start at just 15 bucks a month. On top of that, all the plans come with high-speed data, unlimited talk and text, and it's all on the nation's largest 5G network. Whoa. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer in your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash greetings. That's mintmobile.com slash greetings. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash greetings. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fee, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Feeling like you're stuck, can't breathe, or that you could explode at any moment? Life is stressful, and whenever it becomes too much to carry, lighten the load with therapy. Recently, I've had life throw a lot at me, and instead of bottling it up like I normally do and keeping it to myself... I started therapy, and now that weight feels lifted off my chest. If you think it's time to let therapy do the heavy lifting, reach out to BetterHelp. It's entirely online, so it's therapy that's convenient, flexible, and perfectly suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you're free to message, video, or phone call your therapist whenever you need. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash dragons to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash dragons. What about like uh, how characters changed, not just from uh, how you, you know, how you said, Jennifer, where Rowan was like Victor from Yuri on Ice, mm -hmm. but like how they actually changed throughout the campaign Meaning once you sort of locked in and then the the character itself mm -hmm. changed to the environment. What, what, what about you guys have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like for Rowan, like I I first just spent time like wanting to get a handle on like what her character, like what her personality was for a while. And then I eventually was like, well, what is like, what does she have going on? Like, what does she want? Yeah. You know, 
And that's why I started being like, I know I want to bring in like her family and like kind of bring in more of like, you know, Rowan is a fun dirtbag character, but like what's going on in there emotionally. So I think once I got a better handle on like her general, like how she interacts with people, then I was able to dig into like what is actually motivating her. Um, and that's how I think about it. And I, and again, it's the thing of like any character I make accidentally becomes some like part of mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so, uh, so it's not that hard to play it because it feels very sincere. Yeah. Do y'all have a hard time differentiating your character from yourself? <sighs> I used to. Like, I, I I feel like every one of my characters has fallen into dumb bitch energy at some point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, it, I think it, like, the longer you play a character, the more it becomes some part of yourself. Like, you can't yeah. help it. There's always some aspect, I think, that the character, some aspect of your personality that the character exemplifies. And the even if you, you like, play, don't even realize it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it might take a while to be like, I'm going to play this totally, like, wacky character. And then you're like, oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I think it just comes with. <laughs> oh, no, it's me. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's Jayla. Jayla turned to goth Jayla when Nika got mm. very depressed. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so- <laughs> very dynamic character. Wow. Yeah. Really, it's like, how's this happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. It is interesting because some of the characters did really radically change. Mm-hmm. Like Jayla radically changed, and then I think came you know back more at the yeah. end um, when she was just in a loving relationship. Right, right. But uh, <laughs> when she got that support and <laughs> yeah, or like Toby, Toby like, changed a lot. Toby went down a dark. He did. Path. Referring to Kim, tell us more. What was your motivation? Because I do, I do think it's really interesting, like playing a character. Because like I feel like the the expectation would be like, oh, you play a character that starts out hard and gets softer. Mm-hmm. You did the opposite of that, and I think that doesn't happen as often. Yeah, you know, I I am I'm a I delight in um, simplistic sort of character tropes, very tropey, very um, not overly complicated, right? So, you know, or initial Toby is just, you know, um, freshman hanging He's out. He's a with little the, guy. Right. Yeah. Freshman hanging out with the seniors, uh, uh, out of his element mm. type thing on top of classic nerd wizard. Easy fun. Love to start as a trope and, and go from yeah. there. Um, and yeah, you know, it's very much a situation of like the constant draw that you were, and we've already kind of alluded to it, is it's like when you're playing a character with quote unquote flaws, there's always like a, a whirlpool mm-hmm. and that's always dragging you to the center. And the center is like making them not have flaws and while also it's it's making them sort of like you, right? They're all mm-hmm. turning into the like er character of whoever it is that you play, right? Yeah. Um, so the fact that it was like, oh, well, he has no charisma and he has high intelligence. He's, you know, it's like, okay, we've seen those types of characters before. I'll just do the like, oh, he'll probably laugh until you're, you're wrong, but he's not doing it because he's mean. He's just doing it because like, he doesn't want you to die. And he's like generally interested in how you could come to such a a poor decision. Um, and then, you know, uh, uh, the fact like the the time jumps are are like really fun, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's when you get to Mm -hmm. explicitly, uh, justify any character traits you want to do and things like that. So, you know, from there it's like, all right, gone through some hardships is no longer naive, right? Getting it, peeling off a little of that crust. And I do think that sort of, um, that, I think that technically, um, initially, uh, edged off some of Toby's stuff, but Mm -hmm. that did kind of skew him more, from goody goody two shoes to like okay he's seen some stuff of based off the quote unquote lore 
uh, of the seven years in between um, uh, arc two and three. Um, then, you know, ter- towards the end, it was sort of a situation of like half desperation, half epic, deep mania of making sure that no one he loves ever gets hurt. Right. So that's sort that was sort of like his core. It's a very easy core to play off of. It's a fun one, right? It's it's a very simple. This is good, right? I want to protect my friends. Mm-hmm. But when mm. you and it's not always that that straightforward. Exactly. And that's why I, that's why I love simplicity so much is because you can just take such it doesn't have to be complicated. It's just a very simple trope character wants to protect her friends. Now, what's interesting about that? Right. You really we, into like the complexity of the human condition. <laughs> right. And and so you know, towards the end of it, where it's it's obviously becoming harder and harder to protect, you know, your 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 friends and family. It's like, what would you do? You know, what would you do mm. to protect those that you love? Damn. Um, and then you know, Michael sort of dangled the Vecna stuff, and I was like, oh fuck, like because <laughs> like because if you know, I think if it would have been up to me, I would have toyed with it, but never like done done anything super, you know, hardcore naughty. or naughty or deep, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was like, it felt like a very obvious thing that Toby and his hubris, right? Um, cause even though he was more mature, he was still like extremely he's intelligent. Still, he was still his own, his personality. Right. Like. And he's, he, he sort of had, he's, it's a lot like Nate from the good, from, from Ted Lasso oh. in, in a lot of ways. Right. Oh. Um, oh. And, and you know, it's, no it, it, it's, it's, he was lucky that he made um, uh, friends and allies of gods, uh, other gods, right? How do you beat a god? Well, probably another mm. god. And he, in fact, that's technically not a god, but uh, they're powerful enough to be of that tier. So, you know, if he didn't ha- have, if he didn't do the work of having allies, right? That's a lot to think about as, as Toby has analogous a little bit to Nate. That Much to think about. <laughs> yeah, no, I think there's something. I'll ponder that in my heart. I think the, um, the character not knowing that they're slowly declining mm. into mm. desperation and when that desperation gets um, uh, deep enough, then they will make choices that are worse. You know, um, you, you know, I know like for the time jump with Harper and it was really interesting uh, behind the scenes a little bit. It's like Harper might want to kill Jayla because if she did kill Aludra's fiance, then where <laughs> Harper is, you know, capital G good. Right. But, uh, she might be like, I have to deal with this. But as a quote unquote lawful good who kept a, like basically formed a city out of refugees fleeing a demon apocalypse, he, he would be like, I'm we're, we're friends, yes, but I haven't seen you that much over the past five years. And if you if you really did this then I have to execute you because mm. what you did is going to kill so many fucking people. Making uh, <laughs> making the fiance, uh, I forget what his name was. Balder? But like, Balder, yeah, Balder. Bald, yeah, making him like the nicest guy <laughs> in the world was so fun. Because <laughs> it's like, we want to hate this guy. It was so good because it made it like matter. It made it like have impact. Yeah. Because we just sucked. Like, who cares? But- it wasn't like that. Uh, I I enjoyed uh, doing the stuff with Scud and Uthgar. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, yeah man, that right. was fun. 
that was a whole long thing. And it was every time I got to play Uthgar, it was always uh, <laughs> you, fun for me. Yeah, you love to play a stupid bro. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. That was the best. I think that whole that whole stuff, like, like, I know it was like, I know it was like, it was like played a lot of silly. There's like a lot of silly stuff in there, but like there was, mm. I don't know. There's a, there's also some like some real shit in there. Like, and particularly for mm-hmm. me, like also like, yeah, you know, my dad dying this year and like getting, like having to do that kind of stuff. Like, you know, there's, there's elements of truth in there mm. and like, and like how I was feeling about all that. So it was, it was really nice to be able to explore that. And I mean, this, you know, this whole thing started like when my dad died, not to get like too serious, but like, that's why I was in the attic finding the D&D books is because I was had to clean out the attic um, because my parents had to sell their house because of all that. Anyway, uh, so like I was I was right there with you and like just really and and like when you were like I was like I'm gonna make Uthgar do this really dumb thing or like this shitty thing and you were like no he shouldn't do a shitty thing <laughs> he should actually be a decent good person I was like <laughs> like all right yeah this is this is the path this is the right path to go I down. have no memory of ever reining you in for anything so that's <laughs> <laughs> If that's a lie, thank you so much. You're making me look way better. <laughs> you look great. No, it's that's not a lie. That's very true. Uh, how about like uh, stuff that we're looking forward to? You know, let's not say the word yeah. improving, right? But like, mm-hmm. what is something that you know are, are, is on our hopes and dreams bucket list for the future? It's so tough because I really enjoy like discovering new things and like surprises and, and, and stuff like that. And it's so hard with, you know, D and like vanilla D and D or just like whatever the stuff is from the D. Cause it's like, you know, everything, you know, you're like the players know everything. It's not like you're going to run into, you're going to be playing your player character and you're going to run into an elf for the first time. And be like, Oh my God, an elf. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I want to somehow have that, discovery and and stuff in the next campaign and i'm i will have to like put our heads together um if you guys think that's interesting but. should just go full land of the lost <laughs> but yes <laughs> just like describe one creature but replace literally every other thing about it with another creature I'm like wait what what is this about? Wait, <laughs> you just like take wait. <laughs> the, the, the different creatures and like shift the table over you see a dog it goes meow <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like that would be weird i'm probably gonna do more like completely made up mm. monsters and stuff yeah. for you all the fight oh, shit. yeah even if it's a real monster but you just say it looks like something different like we won't know any fucking matter yeah just rescan it or whatever um just to make it sort of more interesting you get any thoughts or I would like to see a true betrayal in the party, but I don't oh. know how it would happen. Bobby's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> how does it get any more betrayal than being the literal villain? I don't know. I guess maybe <laughs> Okay, um, maybe I just blacked out Jet because of how much <laughs> Nick is like, it'd be so cool to have that happen. You were the most mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, easily the most mad. It's like very effective on her. Because I, was, whenever you were talking about his um, redemption arc, I was like, if Jack came back, I'd kill him. Jalen would kill him. <laughs> um, okay, never mind. <laughs> and when Harper did it, it was like much quicker and we got over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, you had motivations, too. Yeah. Yeah. I would like, I would like a. Uh, 
to have to have Jet come back, but have to just always avoid Jayla. Like, Jayla, Jayla comes in the room. He's like, "Oh, in the closet." Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> the amazing adventures of Jet and Jayla. I would, I would oh watch that. God, I think. What would they be like? Sitcom. Could you imagine the fashion they would have? Yeah, uh, but Nick, are you saying like an organic betrayal of oh. where? Because both Harper and and Jets essentially were like pre-planned. Yeah. So like one where it was more like the, this character really just is not going along. Like they're just not go along with what's going on and they're going to like do their own thing. You can have certain like maybe it's more like an evil character, like someone who's playing an evil character who's maybe like mm. actively working against the party, but in a way that's very like underhanded and long con. Ooh. Which and maybe a lot of that was going on and I just didn't realize it. It could be interesting if I were to like give you a choice that was so difficult yeah. that you know it kind of split. Yeah. Or like one person was like, nah, I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna do this. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, or I'm gonna like everyone else is against me, but I'm I think that it should be this, not the thing that everyone's choosing. Maybe something like like maybe more difficult situations. <laughs> I wouldn't do that again, Michael, of uh everyone disagrees with me but i think we should do this uh situation where but you stay with us though is the thing yeah but that's because i think they're talking about someone literally <laughs> yeah. being like well that's I'm... the problem we're still going to be doing a podcast down the road right so right, yeah. right. what does that look it does like? make it different yeah oh yeah this is i'm talking characters not players you know right. no, no no that's i am too but it would it would be so weird like maybe yeah maybe we do it now because we're we're a little more quote-unquote mature or whatever but like you know, every now and wow. again, we would have to kind of say, it doesn't, we're not real sure why Tom is with us. Harper should leave <laughs> right now. It really doesn't make any sense that he's here, but you, what again? No. Uh, A lot of things don't make sense in real life. That's so. so true. That's so true. Gosh. But yeah, I definitely think that a little more uh, grit, right? Even if it's not um, Michael's Game of Thrones world, mm. but uh, mm. you know. Something that I would like um, personally is to be a little more um, willy nilly with decisions or things like play. So the way that I play Call of Cthulhu games is like you're going to die. It doesn't matter what you do. Have the most fun option. Right. And I have never played a and d character like that. Mm. Um, most of it is like it's strategic in what I play. So I think it would be fun too. You're like agonizing over your choice. Right. Yeah. Okay, what yeah. is like the correct choice to make versus mm. I'm just going with what the most fun or whatever. Right. So like, oh, Nick, I'll trade you characters sometimes if that's <laughs> what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to. Like, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, no, it's... You simply must change your mindset. <laughs> it's definitely, you know, a uh, a tough thing to do. And I think the whole, how do you um, encourage your players to not be so risk adverse is definitely a problem. Mm. But, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I think there's something, it's like a spring sort of, of like, okay, I've been way too risk adverse. Now my character does something my character wouldn't do. Yeah. Because it's, I think it's uh, like, in my experience, my, you know, somewhat limited, but broad experience. Um, sometimes people just like, like I'm just doing something crazy. It's like, would your, your character probably does not want to die. Right, mm. you're like you, that feels like a totally different. I can't really imagine anyone in this group doing that. Right, I think it's more that sometimes, at least for me, I feel like I let the player knowledge infect the character knowledge a little bit. Like, like, well, I make this decision because I know it's going to be really bad if I don't make it. Hmm. If that makes sense, and not in a metagaming way, but it's just like I got intentionally, but I think I let. It, I think it does affect 
how I play in a way. Well, you also have to figure that your characters know a lot more than you know. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of that going on, right? Like, you, you know, one thing just to, to amp up the stakes a little, like I'm really looking forward to us being low level and, uh, And like resurrection not being just a thing that you can do without even thinking about. Yes. <laughs> just because it makes the stakes so much lower. I would like death to be more permanent mm-hmm. or like a possibility. Right. We should we should just like take take resurrection out of it. Just be like, fuck it, it doesn't exist anymore. I have never thought on this podcast that death was not permanent. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's interesting because like you didn't really push it back when it was a situation where it could have been permanent just because we could resurrect. Right. Um and 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 you know, I think we don't necess- we didn't really track gold very well most because yeah, uh, much like forgetting to track your own HP during a battle, uh that came up of another thing, but I think the way to kind of counteract that is do some of the more boring stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. you kind of have to have some of the quote unquote boring stuff to make some of the, the cool stuff mean more, right? Because like mm-hmm. resurrection costs like a thousand gold. Right. You have to like go earn mm. that gold. Right. So <laughs> that's a different situation. Like you're having to go do side quests to get the gold right. to res- resurrect them. Or if there's like no one near your party that could do it. Right. Um because like a little soul and like a bottle. <laughs> right. Cause like like the early like revivify spell, wasn't it like it's only within 24 hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like shorter. I think it was like a minute or something that gets into where we're like teetering on the edge of like, what's like, what's, what's a game and what's a story for listeners. Mm. Yeah. You know? Mm. Yeah. And that's, that's a, yeah, that's a great point. And I don't know the answer to that, but I, I definitely think it's very different. It is <laughs> like very what different. We're doing is, is different than what we would do. Like, I think if we, if we like broke from like our, from our story to go do, a side quest to like farm material components or something like that. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But that that's that's real D and D. Real indeed. Sorry. Uh, that's that's at home D and D too, right? Everything is an opportunity for more story. And you know, just because the DM is is doing a random encounter on a table, or just because it's, it's always an opportunity for you know the story to follow. So if you look at it as like um, derailing, right? Mm. <laughs> Which is if you're looking at that, that's a couple red flags, right? Yeah. Um, it's always an opportunity, but that is, it's still, you're, what you're saying is completely true with the audience being like, they just want to get to, like, what the audience wants it is chaotic and unknowable. Even the ones that should yeah. t- tell you. And, you know, I've said it from the beginning, fuck the audience. The audience <laughs> is here because they like us. And so we kind of had to trust our gut. In the right. End. It was an early, yeah. early advice I got during improv. Fuck the audience. Do play to the top of your own intelligence. Play to the top of your own ability. Don't don't go chasing their tail. Right. Yeah. Um. If they if you do something they like, don't go, lean into that. Do something that you like and train the audience. So if mm-hmm. we, it, and I think that's I think that is a part of why our show is sort of uh, has lasted. Right. Yeah. Is because I think there is so much of it that is. The draw is not necessarily like I, I was thinking about this the other day. I think there are D and D shows that the draw is the story mm-hmm. within the D and D game, mm-hmm. right? And like mechanics, it goes like story then mechanics, right? So I think for our show, it's more of the entirety of it is that, and there's nothing good, wrong one way or the other. It's just simply none of us are actors. So what else? <laughs> yeah. What else are we fucking going to do, right? And we started as a show that was literally how 
dare you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took acting classes. You know, I was I, I almost was in a fucking commercial. <laughs> I just, I tried out to be a misogynist in in, in Ghostbuster. I do you know how many musicals I was in in high school. Uh, none of us are professional actors or no. <laughs> what have you. So you know, I think there is. It's still always going to be a consideration, but I think for us, I it would it would bum me out if we didn't do something simply because we thought the audience wouldn't like it. Now, we can say that because we wouldn't do anything that bad, right? Yeah. Um it's it, and it's that whole thing of like uh talking about your like anxiety, right, Jennifer, of like, mm-hmm. oh, you're exi- you're anxious that you'll mess something up. Right. Uh due to this interaction, but it's like, well, because you're doing it, you're never going to mess it up this or you would never go like right. that hard. Right. It's messing up. So, all that to say is I think there's like something to be done with some of the the more um, um, unfun D&D mechanics. I think like a a, a less maybe hostile way to think of it (laughs) other than fuck the audience is, um, you know, you can't you can't surprise the audience if you're giving them exactly what they want. Yeah, and I think they I think that sometimes people think they want a certain thing, but they don't actually. So like I think I think what they like about our game, I I think, is that we are like we're just having a good time together. Like and I think if we Mm. were trying to play it in a way that was just catering to the audience, we wouldn't be ourselves (laughs) ourselves <laughs> and it wouldn't come across the same yeah. way it's like how everybody put sevens in the chat but no one wants to see my dick <laughs> very, important. very important if you think you do you don't <laughs> you do not michael i yeah. mean is there anything else that you want to get off your chest any weird parts of the deeming experience because i most uh, i know what most people want to hear where we zigged instead of zagged. Is there mm. any secrets that you want to reveal? Yeah, you think you want to. Do you, do you want to gloat of anything we missed? Now's the time, baby. These dummies. Grandstand. I, it, most of the stuff is like stuff got kind of out of control or out of my hands or like like going to do the pyre thing. Although my plan was always like, this will be like five episodes. <laughs> you know, and, it's all, and then it's like, no, it's actually, we spent a year doing this. <laughs> like that is more where like the or I don't know if it's a failing of imagination on my part or or what. That's just, that's just but, how it uh, is, baby. You thought too highly of us, Michael. Yeah, you thought we would be normal. Or not highly enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in between there, probably. <laughs> you thought nothing. You didn't think at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was not thinking. Head empty, no thoughts. <laughs> I pull up my secrets doc <gasps> to, to share if there's anything yeah. secret in there. Yeah, I think... Bone cards could have been explored more. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we didn't we we spend enough, we enough time on bone cards. I loved every second of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was one of those things, too, that felt very much like, okay, we're doing a podcast. This makes no sense. We should break into the Elite Forge. Why are we not breaking into the Elite Forge? Okay, I guess we'll do this instead. You can't. You can't do it. That's not fun. <laughs> yes, it is. Breaking into a fucking oh, vault? Okay, That's yeah, the funny yeah, shit okay, in the planet. Okay, yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, other shit we needed to yeah. do. No, breaking into a volley is a good. That is fun. We should have explored more of uh, Castigliani, Marcello, De Reginini, the mafia. Yeah, that, <laughs> the mafia. That, I mean, that, there's a lot of unanswered questions there for sure. Yeah, we never touched that. The Gramp, you know, we never got into that. Oh, right, everyone like kind of said the Gramp of us like dropping plot lines, but it's like, have you played Dungeons and Dragons? You try to kind of throw shit out the players and whatever they. Have you seen the world? To. Oh yeah. 
or like real life. You just think of all the plot lines that you drop in real life. You find out about shit and then you never address it. Remember when everyone thought that what was it like killer like wasp or whatever we're going to be? <laughs> and they just like went away. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah listener, anymore. did you solve the homelessness problem in various cities across America? I really do feel like that. <laughs> what happened to that plot thread? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why did you not do anything about it? It's like, well, we had other stuff to do. You know what I'm saying? I had a freaking season two of Mob Psycho was on and I had to watch it. I had to watch it. It was good. <laughs> and there's a third one that's coming out now. I wanted to make it even more complicated with uh, like Trant was like tricking Tiamat. Oh, and, shit. And that and like to go. But there was like no way to show that or it was already so confusing, like to make it more confusing. You explicitly don't like to monologue. Yeah. And the fact that we had to bully you into doing it. Um, I don't know what the answer to that is um, because I don't want us to be a show like where you record shit after the fact mm. and you know the finales are you just talking for 35 minutes with yeah. cool music and stuff like that that's not our that's um, not what it's about that does not sound fun yeah because mm-hmm. again I think it's the whole thing is that like the thing that's fun is us all like building on each other and like creating something stupid yeah we are a, a <laughs> shook up we- beer can Yes. <laughs> and then like like to, the offshoots or like the silly dumb things that we would do are always the most fun. And it's yeah. like I don't think the podcast can just be that. Like it doesn't it wouldn't work mm-hmm. if it was just only chaos. Yes. But but like everyone every once in a while you gotta have a sweeties day or whatever. And you gotta you gotta let yourself like be indulgent. Right. You have to embrace the unknown, and sometimes the unknown is it's not, we're not going on the plot thread that I thought we were, but it seems like there's something here mm-hmm. and, oh, we haven't done a, a combat encounter for a while or, oh, we haven't had like a hostile, you know, low stakes NPC that they're not going to fight, but maybe they'll argue with and you mm-hmm. don't know where that goes. So, yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's so, so many things that like you just kind of got to have an open mind to, to go off the beaten path sometimes. And that's, uh. Never, never super easy. It's also hard for us not to know when we need to push back on you, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when it's like, all right, I don't want to mess up your thing because we don't nece- necessarily have enough, a lot, a lot of time. And, and, you know, it's not you railroading us. It's us making sure, I don't know, it's some, it's some weird non-negative version of that where I think we can push back on some things more mm-hmm. because you would t- literally tell us to. Um, mm. but I'm, sh- I'm sure we would, it's, it's tough. Right. And I don't know what the answer is there. And I don't think it's even a problem. It just is it's maybe just the, ten- the tension and playing. I yeah. Think. It's just, mm. it, yeah. You're never like, it is always that like, okay, should I like push this or like, no, I need to like let this happen. Right. And, and you don't ever know when something is going to be accidentally self-indulgent just for your character. But sometimes that's like really, really, really important to do. I, I tend to err on the side of indulging the self-indulgence is I think it usually is I don't know at least for me I I find that is when I can like dig into a character and do some interesting stuff right I agree do you remember remember that giant stone head that was floating around yeah let's do that and uh uh, it was nothing (laughs) (laughs) just a run with that I was like I was like I need to make this into like you guys are so into it. I was like, I gotta make this into something, and then I. I just love that it you know, Yeah, I, mean, I didn't even. It didn't need to be deeper. There's so than much that. like. I just liked it. It's like, oh, that was just on the this, the back lot, the Universal Studios from another movie. Show <laughs> so me in. what you've got. <laughs> it is fun, like having those sort of threads come up, though, and just following them, right? Even if we have no plan or 
it doesn't advance the plot. <laughs> did you have an yeah. idea? Did you have an idea for Pyre uh, if we didn't do anything about it, or is that were you super happy for it just to be a part of the world? As there's this weird, lightly fascist or maybe completely fascist Dragon. city yeah. that is. <laughs> weirdly protecting people because it's the apocalypse but now that we're not in the apocalypse they're still there you know so there's like certain things that i felt like needed to pay off um or it would have been a bummer Mm. like it's not like and and i think that's like i think it would have been disappointing for you know and it's like disappointing for the audience and it's not like but like a legitimately disappointing Mm. like so if if Pyre had never paid off mm. this dragon that we've been talking about for so long and like, yeah, that would have been a, a big bummer. Yeah. Like it would have been okay, but it was fun. That, but it was fun that we did. He probably would have been like fighting with Trant or something it. like yeah. that. Right. I would have, I would have made Pyre more involved in the the final stuff probably. Right. Because he tried to steal the orb initially. But we so. dealt with him. Yeah. Because T- originally it was Tiamat working with Trant mm. to try to, Fuck things up. Tiamat thought Trent was working for her. Oh, that oh, classic. Man. That classic one. You've got to be careful who you align with. That's so true. Yeah. Who is who? Who's gonna turn turncoat on you? Yeah. So like when Toby introduced all the clone tanks, it was like if we never use these clone tanks, I think it'll bum people out. <laughs> uh-huh. Like it's it's like Chekhov's gun or whatever. It was Toby's clone tanks. Well, wow. it's like essentially making the clone tanks made it so that I had to kill you. <laughs> I do feel like that was fun because yeah, it's like when you have something cool like that, it's like well, yeah, you gotta play around with it. I don't understand where that term comes from because like I've seen a lot of Star Trek and I don't remember Chekhov ever having a gun. <laughs> it's a phaser. Yeah, I bet there's and also too that you can't pay everything off because they some things need to be quote unquote. Set dressing, but yeah, it's good to leave some some things. things yes, exactly. Um, vague or whatever. Like we never paid off like why the doors were made out of different wood. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yeah, they were. They were always oak. <laughs> well, any final thoughts on this retrospective type of uh, episode? I mean, I'm very, very thankful to all of you, and uh, very thankful know. to the audience and all of the, the people that. Um, or behind the scenes that make mm. this make this work. I, I think one like I guess last little comment is kind of going back to how when you make a character, it always ends up becoming you. And I think there's a part of me that's like, okay, I'm done finding out stuff about myself. That's enough. Yeah, <laughs> I was a little bit like nervous, like, oh no, what's it gonna be next? Oh shit, <laughs> with this shit. But I'm not. What did Rick and e. Nell pull? Oh out of my god, I don't know. I want to be Rick and e. Nell right now. <laughs> She's a, she's a queen. <laughs> Rick Nell is always inside of you. That's, That's right. So she is. I just want to say thank you to you guys because what started as just like a funny show um, that made me laugh a lot became a lot more. And um, you guys, the show helped me in ways before I even knew you. And then knowing you guys and getting to play with you over the past eight years I'm so appreciative of being to sit at the same table with you guys and playing the same story. And thank you for being there through my, um, uh, what learning, uh, growing pains of, um, you know, learning story versus rules for D and D. Um, and I don't know, thanks for everything. And it's been super fun. And from being a fan of the show to this, it's just like, 
it's like it. Yeah, this must be a very big deal for you. Like, you have to, <laughs> you have to, to see the end. Yeah. No, no, you, no, no, you. Yeah, it's when you came on board, it, it injected brand new life into the show. And I think that is just a, such a huge part of the success that we've had. I think it became the thing of like, oh, now this is it's like it locked into place. Like, OK, this is this is yep. it now. Like, yeah, this is our room. It is like, literally roll or die. No, we told you that. It's like you better be fucking good. Nika, your your transition from uh, from fan to cast member was my inspiration to try and do the same thing on Always Sunny. You were more successful <laughs> than I was. But you haven't done it yet. We're, yeah. we're rooting for you. You've inspired a thousand <laughs> cringeworthy emails sent to info and d podcast.com. <laughs> no, I, I do. I don't know. You know, Nika, I feel the same. Like, I, I just, yeah, I'm just very grateful. I think it's been very therapeutic for me. <laughs> In like ways I didn't even realize or like it just happened. Um, and I am. Yeah, I'm very grateful for the chance to get to play. Yeah. I mean, it's changed our lives completely. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's like, you know, this is a thing that we have forever now. Right. Look at all the bullshit behind <laughs> Michael. Like, like so much yeah! of that bullshit wouldn't yeah! be there. Un- you know, Persona Five. Uh, you know, poster Persona Five happened because of us. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's. We, uh, I skew negative in my brain sometimes, and I skew uh, uh, f- viewing that which I we don't have or what have you. What um, and it's easy, and we say this a lot when we read reviews. It's very easy to forget, you know. Mm-hmm. It, I I think that we're always we're always good at being thankful um, because it is so surreal. But I think there are times to for that we forget. Ju- I forget. Um, sort of how lucky we are, mm-hmm. right? Like I know yeah. it, mm-hmm. and, but that just gets like maybe it's more better way to say it. Like I don't necessarily take the time, right, to stop and you know really huff in. Like wow, that this no, this is re- no one. This is really hard. No one's done this before. Well, but I think it kind of Michael. It kind of goes back to what you were saying. Is like it didn't even occur to us to like. That we wouldn't keep going, and right. I think yeah. that was like the right. thing we're all on the same page. Right? Like, it's, yeah, it's the it's the my hermit crab analogy that I I, I like to say. Humans, we just grow. Yeah, and grow into the house grow, that you're in. Grow into the house that you're in. You're always gonna feel, you know. I remember like friends of mine when they got better jobs and promotions, always had about the same amount of money because you grew. <laughs> it. So that's sort of like where it was for us, where it's like. We, we, there were some times where maybe we didn't get the chance to really be thankful because it's like, okay, we got invited to this thing. They spelled our name wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this thing maybe happened, but they, they, you know, all this other bullshit, which again, is stupid. You know, we should be. There's a lot of shows out there that are way more popular than ours, um, which is fine. I disagree. Uh, <laughs> but like the fact that so many people do care so yes. much um, yes. and it means so much to so many people. Like we get emails all the oh time, yeah. yeah, which we don't, you know, share because they're personal. I do feel like we have like a very like good connection with our audience. They're extremely wonderful. It's very strong. Yeah. And I, I would, I think that I'm happy with that. Yeah. Sometimes I get, you know, you get nice messages and I don't do a good enough job responding to those. But mm. that's only because it's really funny to me when somebody says, hey, can I ask you a question? Four years later going, yeah, what's up? 
<laughs> and I think they appreciate it. Too. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that. Yeah, that's what they were going for. That's a gift. Yeah, the emails always bounce back. Like this email's not in service anymore. Like, oh, uh, getting getting to go to those those two two conventions was it was really nice. Uh, just getting to talk to listeners and stuff. Because oh, yeah. um, it had been so long. Oh, for this year, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, just the last things that we and the upcoming impacts unplugged. I'm sure will be awesome. I can't wait. Oh man, it's gonna be really. But I'm excited. It, to have like a, another human just care about the dumb shit that you're doing. It's it's very it's very uh, rewarding. It's surreal. Yeah. So thank you all. Thank you for k- giving a shit about our our dumb little show. Yeah. yeah. That's a very, yeah. I mean, we wouldn't be here if you guys didn't give a shit. Like, yeah, we probably would not play D&D together anymore because uh, that's just how well, things are. Hard. That's reality. It's hard. I mean, like, there's a million things going on. Like, your life completely changes. Like, you move, you have a kid, like, yeah. start a new job. Like, but because it was a podcast, we had to prioritize it, which I think is, yeah, I mean, that's fine. We've been able, been able to keep doing it, and it's been really good for all of us, I think. Absolutely. Right. Damn. Damn. Well, damn. Sucks we'll never do it again. That's <laughs> yeah, last episode. D&D again. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Next week, we're going to have your voicemails. And then we're going to do eight to ten-ish episodes with guest GM Fred Greenleaf, which is going to be so Fred awesome. Fred is awesome. I'm, I am he's very... Gonna, he's going to DS, DM us something spooky. Yeah. He's going to us on something spooky. It's going to be great. And we're, during that time, we're going to be doing a bunch of world building and stuff so that we can, when we start campaign two, probably in January. Yeah. yeah, we won't procrastinate and then wait for a week until. Fuck, our campaign starting. <laughs> we get to make new inside jokes. Yeah. It's going to, you'll be able to have a thing when you're like, oh, just start an episode season or campaign two episode one. Yeah. Like you'll be able to tell your friends that instead of being like, I don't I'm know. Really they start five at episode 165 <laughs> it's a, That is a tough sell. Lot of episodes, so I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to being like you could start here. <laughs> it's yeah. a manageable amount of episodes. Yeah, and our numbers are up, so it's there's a lot of people that uh, are are trying to catch up. And we really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you. Well, I think we've done it. Uh, that's enough. Yeah, let's go back into our self loathing holes and to ne- mm-hmm. and embrace <laughs> a good yeah. bit, a big helping of Baptist Baptist style shame. I need to eat a hot dog. Yeah, I'm uh, hungry. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming here, Michael. Can you take it away as normal? Sure. And I just, you know, thank you all for playing in in this game and just always being so supportive and. And I just, I appreciate you all a lot. No, you. And I do want to also say thanks to, to Carly for also supporting me and helping me with ideas and letting me bounce yes. ideas off her and then coming up with stuff. And um, she plays a, a very secret part of, of this behind the scenes. I will always be eternally grateful uh, to her. That's what thank you, Carly. And thank you, David. Thank you, Carly. David and stuff and everyone yeah. who's ever. God touched thought of downloaded looked or whatever to the show <laughs> made art for the yeah, show artists. Oh, I mean, so many so many people to thank thank you so much for supporting us wrote fan fiction oh got tattoos got tattoos got tattoos yes. <laughs> named babies <laughs> uh, mr red doing the wiki yes thank you everybody if you want to get in touch with us we're on twitter we're at geekly anchor at dnd podcast uh we're on instagram at greetings adventurers I'm at Thrifty Nerd. I'm at Tim Lanning. I'm at Jennifer Cheek. I'm at Nika underscore Howard. I'm at the Mike Bachman. 
after you finish listening to this episode of Greetings Adventures, why not head over to Geekly Inc. and uh, find some other thrilling and entertaining podcast, geeklyinc.com. I just messed that up. Damn. Needing your fan art fix? Well, check out the hashtag Drunks and Doodles for fan art that rolls a nat 20. If you love the work that goes into the show, you'll want to make sure to follow our editor, David, on Twitter at SpudCam. After you've finished taking a break, um, leaving a review, um, which is just what I'm going to say right now, head on over to wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Also, don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash dandypodcast. Once you become a patron, you have access to exclusive content you won't be able to find anywhere else. New episodes come out every Monday, so go subscribe, get your quest log filled, and get ready for things to get dicey. Did, did we say you can review us on Facebook now? Oh. You review us Ugh. on Facebook! Ugh. I mean, if, if you're into that. We've got 19 reviews on Facebook. Nice. Oh, are they good? <laughs> Five stars, every one Hell of them. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll read some of those. I keep saying to get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So until next week, keep it dicey. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.